great Scott. Are you a sports fan who loves to have a good laugh? Oh, yeah. Then you're in the right place. I'm going to make him an offer again. Life moves pretty fast. Welcome to the Man Cave Chronicles. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's podcast. This week I have uh, actor G-Rod. What's going on? All's well, my man. I'm glad we could get on the, the horn and talk and chat. Uh, it's been, uh, I know we were trying to work it out for a few days and, you know, I had a bad storm here and I lost power for almost two days. You got power back on all as well? Family's oh yeah. Good. Oh yeah. Everything's good. good. Family's good. All right. Um, so I'll tell the listeners, uh, where you're from. Um, originally from born in, in Venezuela, um, came over at a very young age, um, at uh, five or six and, um, ended up in South Florida ultimately. And, uh, I was there, I was there for most of my youth years. Um, uh, I'm, I'm now, I can't believe it. I'm going to say this. I think it's the first time I actually said it. I'm now 40. Okay, and um, and I've been in. I moved up to. Uh, I'm in New York now because that's where my career took me. Because uh, everything in Florida, as you probably know, up with in terms of tax incentives. Okay. So there's very little opportunities in the entertainment industry in Florida. Period. Um, I get down to. Um, I get down down to uh, uh, to Atlanta a lot because there's a lot of work there. I've made a, a pretty nice mark in Atlanta, um, but now I'm trying to make my mark in, in New York City. Yeah, because they say that that's where if you make it there, you make it anywhere, right? Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so, how did you get into acting? Um, so there, it's a two-part story. Uh, I would I would actually go places often as I started shaping into the adult that I am today. And, and by that, I mean um, that, that sort of scary mug that you see there, um, that sort of fighter look, that didn't start really coming, bubbling up until I turned like, I think it was like 29. Before that, I actually looked like a sweet kid, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... 29.30 that I started turning into this thing, uh, this beast. Um, I started working out really hard, putting on some mass, and uh, my, my, my look started just shaping up to be what I, what I was going to be as an old man, I guess. And, um, and then I would get stopped often. I would get stopped and people would ask me, my, my cop, my firefighter, or people that I would interact with, just yeah. hi, how are you at a bar or whatever. You are you a cop or are you a firefighter? Or then people would stop and ask me if I'm a you know MMA. And then finally, this um, this dude with his family at the airport stopped me with his kid and was like, "Oh man, I saw your fight last night, UFC." But I was like, "No man, I I I don't fight professionally." Oh, that's what we're, that's how, how we're playing. Okay, cool, cool, cool. You know what? I just snapped this little selfie here with my son. Be good to go. Oh yeah, yeah we'll keep it cool. We'll keep it cool. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. He didn't believe me. And then I'm like thinking to myself, well, what the fuck? I got to do something. With, uh, um, oh shit. I just dropped the F word it's and okay. the S word. Don't worry. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I got to do something with this. Is there something I can do with it? Um, and, and then, uh, then acting just what? If, what if I had told that dude that I was that dude, that fighter? And, and what if I had charged him for a photo? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and this is around the time that I was looking to be a border patrol. I was actually looking to be a border patrol agent. And um, and uh, I went as far, pretty far. I went as far as getting getting approved on the on the oral interview, where they interview you, and it's a very intimidating setting. You got three people in front of you three federal agents in front of you and they're all hammering out questions. And then finally they go into a scenario. All right, we're going to tell you a scenario. We want you to tell us how you're going to play it out. Well, long story short, I, I, I thought I was supposed to play it out and I started acting it out. 
And they're like, okay, so now now you got this guy in front of you, and you don't even know if he's a suspect, but he's reaching in his pockets. I'm like, get down, get on the underground. Now you got a now you got a car approaching you from the back. You don't know who they are, but now they have their their, their, their you see guns. And I'm like, you get down, and I pull out my gun. And at the end of it, they're just looking at each other, and like. In the 30 years I've done this, I've never had somebody play out the actions in a in a interview for Border Patrol. Yeah, I'm like, all right, I failed. <laughs> you know, that was very animated, very interesting. You passed. So, um, that 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 happened, and um, then what would happen? Um, the paperwork. Uh, I actually had a foreclosure on my on my record, and they said that they didn't like it, so I, that never went through. The uh, I never became a board patrol agent, and then the acting kind of came to rise in that in that shape. And I'm actually glad that that happened because who knows? I probably would have been dead by now. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. You just never know. They yeah. would have sent me to the border of Mexico, and God knows what would have happened. I have three kids. Yeah. So I went down this path instead. It's much, much safer. Yeah. Now, um, what pushed you while you were you were going for acting? Um, it, it it just became my passion more and more. The 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 um, I, I think that they say that if you're passionate about something and you do it, you're gonna you're gonna your drive is gonna increase. That if you get the opportunity to do it, like if you're a pilot, right? Yeah. And you say, you wake up one morning, you say, I want to be a pilot. Yeah, I'm passionate about piloting or flying planes, whatever. Um, and, 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 and you don't get to get behind, I don't want to say wheel. I think you don't get, go, you don't, you don't get to, to fly a plane or be in the cockpit of a plane. Then you're not going to keep that fire lit. Yeah. Is what they say. So, but if you get to, the opportunity to get in the cockpit and next time you get into the cockpit, they let you hit a switch and next time they let you touch the, 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 uh, you know, one of the levers and shit like that. And the next time they let you do more, then you keep that passion, that passion, that fire burning. And that's what happened with me. I just, I kept getting exposed to work and, and, and that just, I went deeper. I'm like, how far does this rabbit hole go? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I kept getting booked. I kept getting, you know, I, I, next thing you know, I'm, I'm like on the set of, of like ballers and, 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 and working with, you know, uh, uh, Julian Farino, who's one of the, you know, one of the greats in, in terms of directing and, um, and then working opposite of um, Rob Cordry, who is a hilarious dude. Yeah. So it's like, it, it's like, all of this is within reach. That's what happens to your mind. You keep, you keep, you're able to tell yourself, I can do this. All this is within reach. Kind of like people that travel. Like the world isn't that big. Like it's a hop and skip away here, a couple hours here. You get on a plane, you're in a meeting, you go back. And so now the world seems smaller. And that's what happened with the acting. It's like, okay, well, you know, next time, next time you walk into a room, the first time, of course, you walk into an audition. It was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And next thing, you know, you walk into the into the following one with more confidence. And next, when you walk in with more confidence, before you know it, you're 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 rolling up in there full of confidence, ready to roll. Yeah. So yeah. what happens is you, you the, the the fire that kept burning and that passion with confidence that's going to play out. Yeah. People are going to see that play out on camera. It's like, all right, this dude's got something. Yeah. Do you remember the first time uh, when you auditioned? Um. Yeah, Lori Wyman. Um, Lori Wyman's a, a casting director out of South Florida, and I auditioned for Burn Notice. I auditioned for Burn Notice seven times. Okay. Um, and. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm now that I look back, I think to myself, why the hell did they let me audition seven times? What the hell were they thinking? Because the first three times that I walked in there I was a total train wreck. Yeah. Well, uh, they, and they, I say that. Go ahead. I was gonna say they must have saw something to call you all those times back. Yeah, yeah I, I, I gotta, I gotta think that. Listen, 
this is a tough, who wakes up in the morning and says, I know what I want to be today. I know what I want to be yeah. a, an actor. What the hell? You just feel like slapping that person. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. Could you pick any something more difficult? Because see, in life, everything else, or most of most of the things out there are pretty much carved out. There's If you're disciplined, if you're dedicated and you do the work, you can get there. I don't care if you say you want to be a, 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 a surgeon, a brain surgeon. Guess what? If you're disciplined, you put in the work, you put in the hours of blood, sweat, and tears, you can get there. Yeah. With acting, it's not that way. It's not perfectly carved out. So what what kept, you know, I kept auditioning, for example, for, for that burn notice. I know within me that, and people have told me, casting directors, it's that look. I got that look that's very unique. So I don't know how people do it who, who, who look like regular Joe Schmoes. Yeah. You know, you, you, have, you have hard-looking people, hard-looking black dudes, hard-looking white dudes, and hard-looking Latino dudes. But, and then there's me. Like, who the hell is this dude? Like, like it, it, it's just different. You have a million-looking, funny-looking dudes. So if I was uh, if I was like a plain Jane type of <laughs> type of dude, I don't know that I would be. I wouldn't know that, that I would have the 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 drive. I, I don't know that I would have the the. I would it, my, my fire would burn out honestly. Yeah. <laughs> because I've been in situations where I walk in and the casting director's like, "Man, you got a really unique look." It's like, "Wow, cool, thank you." Yeah. I think. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you get a lot of like? They see you because you're big and everything. You're like you're a good villain to play in shows. Always, yeah. Always. Listen, I, I am, I'm not. You know, I, I did this interview recently, uh, um, and they and they asked me what is it something you want to do, and I was like, I would love to do a commercial, man, just yeah. a commercial. But they won't they won't fucking hire me for commercials. <laughs> like I walked into, I walked. I remember walking into a Directv commercial, and and the the client is sitting there on his on his smartphone looking down and the and the casting person's behind the camera ready to tape my audition. I walk in, the dude looks up, the client looks up like uh and then looks up over at the camera dude like, oh, oh okay. It was almost like, okay, well yeah, okay, go ahead. Go ahead, put yourself on tape. Like he was probably thinking what the hell was your it was this agent thinking send this dude in here yeah. we got to sell direct tv tv and this guy looks like he could eat our customers <laughs> you got you get what i'm saying yeah uh, like uh, like i'm not gonna be that guy that's on on tv delivering a package for for ups it is it's unless it turns into like a gun commercial and then you know then oh here here's here's the uh the Ruger or whatever, this is the pistol you need when somebody like this dude dressed up in a UPS outfit shows up at your door. Call this number. Here's the website. Yeah. I'm not going to be that dude. But I think it would be so cool because it, it – but you, you, there, there's a certain level you got to get to, I think, where you can play off of that comedy. Like you see The Rock. The yeah. Rock is not a, a, a commercial face, but he's so big that it, you make it funny, and, they, and, and you can take it in that direction. So that's what I would love to do. I would love to do a a, a commercial. Yeah. Let me do a commercial. Play into the funny. Have me approaching some kid where they look scared, and then there's a laugh, and there's an M M&M, and M. You know, here's yeah. your M M&M, and M, or here's your Hershey's kiss. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you keep you keep trying. Sooner or later, you're gonna get it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, what has been your biggest achievement in the field of acting so far? I gotta say. Um, the 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 tales that's coming up, I, I am so thrilled about that. Um, th this is this is absolutely huge. I'm not sure if uh, if you're familiar with with tales. Not yet. Uh, okay, so it's it, it's uh, it's coming up on BT. I'm one of the lead actors. Um, it's it's it, it's kind of like the. Conceptually, it's kind of like Black Mirror. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Black Mirror, but they're all self-contained episodes. The plots are resolved within one episode, and they, yeah. they change the cast entirely. And okay, so you're, you're with me. But this this is all based on hip hop songs. Okay. So um, I'm in I'm in I'm in the episode titled "All I Need," which is based off of hip hop hip hop song by Method Man and Mary J. Blige, which is 
which is like a mega hit. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid listening to it. You familiar with the song? Yes, yes. All right. So the concept is so dope. Irv Gotti, which is you know he can, he's the he's the uh, creator that he directed the episode that I was in. Had the pleasure and honor of working with him. He came up with this concept, and it's one of those concepts that that I think to myself, God damn it, why didn't I come up with that? You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I post it, you know, grab these little fucking notes and post them and call them post its, make a million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he came up with this concept. It, it, it's so simple but so dope. He, you're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna create these episodes and base them off of songs, and and. You know, he's spoken about this. You can take that in many different genres. One, yeah. Once he conquers hip-hop, he can take that into the country. He can take that into Latin music, rock music, because all these songs carry a plot. From the beginning of the song to the end, it's like a story within itself. Okay. So when I got the script, when I auditioned for this, by the way, I, I, I had no idea it was going to be so big. I auditioned for it, and I'm like, all right, so it's just some, some douchebag cop you know we've seen this a hundred times on tv the guy's a dick he hates his life he downs half a gallon of coffee every day you know uh, puts his finger in it to, to you know to, to mix it the 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 creamer and the sugar and the uh, sugar in the coffee he's just a dick the guy probably doesn't shower as much as he should that kind that type of guy so I, I I read it, loved it, and then then really got to understand the uh, the story, how how the, the twist and the turns and 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 the love story. I can't say, you know I can't give too much out, but yeah. it's just so incredible. So that that really that whole experience um, shooting this thing is really I would say that 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 really has taken me to another level, and I'm really excited for it. Um, I had an opportunity to do some do some stunt work. I, I typically do all my stunts. Um, if the, I typically will tell you know whoever's on set, whoever's in charge, hey, send the stunt double home. They can go packing because I, I got this. I like to get dirty. I like to get bloody. And if it involves throwing somebody through a window or bashing somebody's head, let's go. <laughs> what um <laughs> is this like a is this a thirty minute show or is it an hour show? An hour. Okay. An hour. Yeah. And uh, I don't have the release date. It, the last, the the, um, the last, the next to the last episode aired last night. Okay. So the next one up is is mine. All right. So when's that one coming up? In a few weeks. Uh, you know what? I I'll, I gotta check with the publicist because I know she's she's um she's working to 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 get that. Okay. Um. How do you try? It should to, be soon. Yeah. Okay. How do you try to improve your acting skills every day? Um. I I try. I, I I'll I'll sneak into a couple classes, and by sneaking, I'll mean I mean that I'm not in a in a program where I encourage people obviously to take classes. Um. It, it's all about the, the best way to keep your keep your acting chops sharp is to perform to an audience um i'm not a believer in 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 getting down the mechanics so much you know there's there's those guys out there that okay no you have to put your hand through your hair at this point in time and right about now you you know you do this motion and maybe wink your eye over here i i i i strongly believe that if you wrap your head around the material, because um, these are just letters, these are just combinations of letters put together that somebody, you know, thought out. Either they thought it out well or they thought it out poorly. Um, all you can do is take the material. You can't worry about the larger picture. You just can't. All you can do is take the material, own it, and and believe in it that th this is you, and then forget the mechanics. Yeah. Forget the narration in between lines. Forget all that. I never look at that stuff. Oh, he's excited right now. So he points at his partner and, and, and says, let's go hop in the car. And as he's hopping in, he grabs a donut. No, fuck all that. Yeah. 
read, I, t- I tell people all the time, just read the lines, read the lines and perform them. Grab four people that you know. I don't care. Grab four or five people that you know and have, have them just relax. We, we, we tend to act differently when we have an audience in front of us. So if you can put yourself in a performance in front of people, whether it's two, three, you know, this is why I say go to a class because you end up with 20 people in front of you and you're able to shake off the artificiality of your performance, then, then you're on your way to progressing. And that's all it is because at the end of the day, if I'm sitting here in a room all alone, and I memorize these lines. That's the easiest part, man. That's the easiest part. Memorizing these lines. I'm all alone here in the, right now. I'm all alone here in the apartment. Nobody's here. No problem. But what tends to happen is that people get caught up in the artificiality of what this, you know, of acting. And and you you arrive on set and there's a hundred people looking at you. One person over there is just looking at the at the at the script, making sure you utter every single word and this and that and they might you want they might want you to utter exactly how it's written out nothing you can do about that there's this other person holding up the, the you know the the boom and this and, and the cameraman before you know it you add it up there's 50 to 75 people just staring at you no. so and then you then you have the audience who's supposed to look through that little people right there look at you and you're supposed to play that shit out like it's just you and that other person in the room so that's what helps. That's what I do to keep my acting chops sharp is put myself in situations where I can uh, either ad lib or, or, or read a monologue. And, and the best place to do it is in the acting class. Yeah. Actually, it's funny because the next question that I, that I actually wrote down for you was, uh, what is some advice that you would give to somebody that wants to become an actor? Uh, that, that well, the, the first the, that's one of the things. Get, get, go to an acting class because let me tell you, acting classes are very re- revealing. I have seen firsthand people that are in acting classes, and they should go be like a surgeon. And I just say that because I thought about it. They should go seek something else. It's not for them. It just isn't. Um, their, their brain doesn't click that way. It's almost like, and I've seen it play out many times, it's almost like they're trying to find the, the rationale behind what's going on, and you can't do that. You can't do that. They're, they're almost disconnected with their, with an emo, in, uh, their, their emotions in, in a way, which could be something from their past, you know, growing up. So it's, very, it's a very revealing process. If you go to an acting class, and it doesn't have to be a top-notch acting class. You don't have to come to New York City to do it. Just go to your, to your local acting class. I mean, I don't care where you are. If you're in Ohio, Kentucky, whatever, there's going to be an acting class. There's going to be 30 people that are gathering together. You pay your 10 bucks, 15 bucks, 20 bucks, and get in there and perform. And it is going to be very revealing. There's some cases where you see these people that are going in there, and you're like, no, no, it's not going to happen. Um, I, I believe I'm a strong believer. Never, never, never give up. Keep, keep digging, keep digging, digging deeper. But there's, there's a, there's an old uh, uh, notion a thought that that if you're digging in the wrong hole, you're never going to get there, right? Yeah. So maybe you think that this is your passion. A lot of people get into this business for the wrong reasons. Maybe you're just caught up in the, in the moment. Maybe you're just caught up in the fame of it. Maybe you're just chasing, chasing this for an entirely different reason. So that's why I say getting to an acting class, it's going to be very revealing. And if, if you feel, you know, like three, four, five sessions into it, somebody should, somebody hopefully, you know, you, you can only hope for the best that somebody taps you on the shoulder and says, yeah, yeah, that was, uh, you know, that came off natural Yeah. because that's all it is. That's all it is. People think that acting means acting. No, the, the minute you're acting is the minute's garbage. So can you walk into a room? We'll call it acting just because categorically that's what it is. But can you walk into a room, grab those, those sides or whatever that script Grab that combination of letters, right? Because that's what I refer to. It's just combination of letters that somebody decided to put together. Yeah. Can you read those? 
can you memorize them and deliver them in a natural manner? That's all it is. But some most people think that when you yell out action or go or you know it's your turn, you're up. They get into this mode and they start acting. The Man Cave Chronicles on Twitter at the MCC Podcast. We'll be right back. Hey guys, Brian Padone here, founder of Quiet Punch. When I'm not listening to the Man Cave Chronicles, you can catch me filming one of my live workouts on QuietPunch.com. Check it out today. That's QuietPunch.com. This is Adam Nutter. And this is Greg Trout. And we're Nerds with Words, and you are listening to the BS Podcast Network. Hey, this is Jeremy Palco from The Walking Dead, and you're listening to the Man Cave Chronicles. Yeah. I always wonder if for like some actors, is it like, do they just wake up and they're like, yep, this is my job, I gotta go do this, and there's other actors that are like, they're very passionate about it. I've been with both on set, you know, some, some, you know, even bigger names, big, big names yeah. where it, it, it's, it, you, you can, you can kind of see it where they, they've been doing this so, so long, longer than in some cases. And uh, when I was, when I was learning how to wipe my ass yeah. and, 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 and there, 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 I, I, I don't even know how, if I'll ever get there, but they're like in such a deep mode or they just put this on like a pair of socks. They're not hating on the process, but they're, you can tell that they just, they're just wearing it like, like a coat. Yeah. It's kind of cool to see, to be honest with you. Yeah. It's kind of cool to see. Um, and they'll own the ground that they stand on. Uh, um, everything about it can, is telling you that this person is like a surgeon that just walks in and you got surgeons that true story you got surgeons that walk in into into uh, surgery and they're they're whistling Dixie and they got the news up on the, on the TV screen and th- this dude on the on the Beckton flatline and they're still you know bah, 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 it's all good bah, bah. Yeah. so it's kind of cool to see um, I haven't yet experienced people that or worked with professionals big names that are m- entirely miserable and, and feel like this is nine to five. I think this that that we all know. I think, or most people in this business, that some to some degree know that they're fort- if they're fortunate enough, enough to be doing this, that this isn't this isn't the type of thing you can just wake up and yeah. let's go, let's do this, let let me go be a nurse like acting. No, I think at some at some level, people that are being successful, that are successful at this, are saying are, are reminding themselves, okay, like I can't just wake up and. I'm yeah. I'm fortunate to be in this position is what yeah. I'm getting at. Yeah, and you seem like you're more like, you know, you're you're passionate about this so it drives you even more. Right. Yeah. So, um Right. What do you what do you think is the hardest role you ever had to play? Um the hardest role. Uh, um That's a good question. Hardest role. You know, most of what I've done, I don't want to, I don't describe this as hardest, but most of what I've done is bad guy. Okay. And, and the bounty hunters role of Pancho, cousin Pancho that I, that I play. I don't want to say that it was hard, but they took some discovery. Yeah. So it took some, uh, um, it took some lear- self-learning, uh, if you will. Like the, the the character that I play is a bubbling idiot, basically a simpleton. This guy's living, and and his his next snack it, it determines what his next move is in life. He, he's not deep at all. He he's he's just a goofball. Um, so I found myself uh, at times thinking too deeply into stuff and I'm like, yeah, just kind of, it's, it's just, it's, so what, what I, what I found that was easier is the entire time that I was there, I was that idiot. So, <laughs> so I shot this in London uh, and I was in London for almost two months shooting bounty hunters. And it just, it just seemed easier to just make the whole thing, the whole trip that I went to Europe kind of like, uh, whatever a field trip with or a trip a family trip yeah. 
Uh, and I was, I was 12 again. And that's what it was. I went there and I had a really good time and I kind of just didn't think too deeply into stuff. Matter of fact, I had a couple of bills that backed up that I'm like, oh, I should have paid those from over there. I truly just went, went in that, to that. <laughs> and, and it helped. Like by day three or four, I'm like, all right, this is good. I'm not going to think too deep into things. Uh, I'm going to be a little obnoxious. I'm going to be a little annoying. Hopefully I don't piss too many people off. And it worked. It, it, the the first episode aired last week and the reviews were great the second episode airs today and i'll tell you there's a scene in there that involves me pretty much naked and and jack whitehall which is a great comedian i'm not sure if you're familiar with the name but th- th- this guy's hilarious he's got these awkward faces about him so it involves me a, a bathtub uh, him and his underwears, and uh, it is so damn funny, and and that airs tonight on Skype, but I think that we can get it here through Skype.com. I mean, sorry, it airs tonight on Sky One. Sky, Sky One. One. Yeah, I watched the trailer, yeah, I, and um, I was. Are they gonna eventually air that in the U.S.? I believe it's coming over on one of the platforms, like Netflix or Hulu or something like that. And and and, and it feels and, and it now that it's become a success, it's probably more more so. But I uh, I don't know for sure. Yeah. I don't know. Um, what are but you... the Sky One is like is like Fox over there. It's huge. Yeah, that is one of their biggest so, channels in England. Right. Yeah. In the UK. Yeah. So. Yeah, they have all a, good stuff. They have like I think it's like twenty or thirty channels with sports and everything. Right, right. Yeah. What are some of your inspir- uh, inspirations and actors? Who did you look up to? Uh, I would have to say, I would have to say, um, the, the Rock, based on his success, as uh, I, I, I consider him, he is rather a, a mixed race guy that that happens to be bald, happens to have some facial hair, and although I'm not as big as him, that we have similar structures. So, like, the kind of stuff he's going to get booked for, the, the stuff that he's passing up on because it's just too small for him, I'm pick, I'll am pick. i gladly pick up his crumbs. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So, uh, that, that guy, or Vin Diesel. Now, in terms of acting and performance, when it comes to drama, it's more Vin Diesel that I look up to than, than The Rock because... The Rock is this action figure that you just think, all right, he's going to smash a wall. He's going to jump through a building. And Whereas I I tend to appreciate more of Vin Diesel's acting work because that's very similar to, if you've seen any of my, my stuff, it's very similar to how the way I perform. And I never defined it. I never sat there and said, this is what I'm going to do like a rapper. Okay, this is my style. This is the way it's going to be. But there are similarities there. Not similarities that I look to achieve, but similarities that you can tell. Like, there's very little going on uh, in my face and, and body movements when I'm performing. As a matter of fact, I had a director once tell me, he's like, I'm in an audition room, and he's like, this was back for Graceland. I was on Graceland. Okay. And uh, director Steven Sergic, great guy, great director. He's right now directing uh, Luke Cage in New okay. York. And uh, he, he ended up booking me for Graceland. And he said, you know, th- th- there's something very unique about the way you work. And I go, what's that? He's like, most situations you have actors come in here and they're, they go too big. And then it's hard to bring them down. Whereas you, it's small. And if I have to crank you up, I can do that easily. That's much easier. And I'm not sure if you understand what I mean by that, but what he meant by that is like, I'm not very animated. Like nine times out of 10, you'll have a guy that says, uh, if the line is, I'm, you know, I'm going to kill you. I want to kill you. And then they're louder and their eyebrows are popping and this and that, whereas I'll just say, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Big difference. <laughs> what, um, so how was it working with the rock and ballers too? Well, he was, um, I was introduced to the director, 
uh, Julian uh, uh, Farino. Um, I was brought on to on set the day that I worked in the early morning just to talk about my role. And The Rock happened to be there, but I never interacted with him. Nice. Um, only with the director and um, with one of the producers. Okay. So I didn't interact with him. The only the only time I interacted with him is when he was working out at my gym down in South Florida one time, and I'm sitting there doing uh, doing triceps, and then you're, you're working with a V-VAR, and, and what I do is I, if I'm with the V-VAR, I have the rope right next in the floor ready to swap. I'm done, I'm done with the V, I swap it with the rope, and then knock out my, my next workout. So I put the I put the rope down, and and then come, here comes along this guy, big guy. I can't really see because I'm focused on my workout, and somebody takes my rope. Now everybody in that gym knows me, and I'm not saying I'm a badass, but don't take my rope. If I put my <laughs> rope there, they know not to take it. Yeah. So I hear here here's my rope gets taken away, and I feel the presence of this big human being next to me. And I turn I put down my V bar and I turn around. I'm like, who the hell? And there's the rock. And then I'm like thinking to myself, all right, I'll let him slide this time. But next time. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only time I interacted with him. <laughs> I know you said earlier you're, you know, you would love to do a commercial or something like, like that. But like, what is your dream role? Oh, man. Dream role. Um I would love to do an action, an action movie. That's on the top of my list. I, I, I love doing stunts. I'm a member of one of the most presti- prestigious groups in, in the States called Stunts Unlimited. Um, and um, I was sponsored by Eric Norris, which is Chuck Norris's son. Eric Norris, just so you know, he's, he's the guy that did all the stunt work or uh, coordinated all the stunts for Sons of Anarchy. Okay. So this guy's held in very high regard in the stunt community, um, and, and and he sponsored me. I'm very very happy and thankful for that. So I would love to just do a, a stunt flick where where there's chasing, there's a, there's a chase scene where I'm walking away with at least at least one broken bone in my body. Yeah, kind of like those action movies you see where the guys explosions in the background, or you're just walking away from the car. Absolutely, and I don't. I'm not sure what the hell is going on in my head. And maybe I was, you know, maybe I, 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 I'm a masochist. But I would want. I want to walk away with at least a broken rib or something. Yeah. Just, just to know I put out a good, damn good product. Yeah. Kind of like the Die Hard movies when Bruce Willis yeah. is beat up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Have a question for the Man Cave Chronicles? Tweet them now at the MCC Podcast. Rotoware.com. Rotoware. Big shout out to the Rotoware uh, company. It's so goddamn comfortable. Can't recommend them enough, man. Yeah. High quality t shirts. Shout out to Rotoware.com. You see me rocking the shirts on the videos and stuff like that. Where'd you get that? Rotoware. That is courtesy of Rotoware. It's just it's just the highest quality of shirts. Yeah, I really like the baseball designs you got here. The shirt is beautiful. Everybody who I've talked to who has the shirt basically says they can't believe how good the quality is. Yeah, kid, I've seen you've been getting a lot of love. You said you've been only running for a little over a month. I- CBS guys are tweeting out shirts. I'm seeing fantasy personalities everywhere digging this guy's shirt. I love the Run DFS shirt. It comes with the baseball cards with all the different shirts on it. Rotoware on Twitter. Check out rotoware.com. Oh my God. Is this, is this shirt making love to me right now? Like, what's going on? I love this shirt. So, how was it working on, like, you know, Gotham? I just saw recently you filmed something on that and uh, The Walking Dead. And how was it working on those type of shows? Well, the, the Walking Dead was amazing opportunity. Amazing. It's crazy to be on that set, by the way, because they're so. I think I had an escort to the bathroom. To be honest with you, yeah. <laughs> and a couple knocks at the door. You okay in there? Yeah, no, I'm kidding. But um, yeah, it's a very, very tight, tight set. Um, and and you know, because you have you have people who are these big fanatics that are that are right i guess snatching things and taking them and selling them on be eBay. i don't know what they thought i was in but it, you know there's eyes on you at all times yeah um it it was it was an honor and a privilege working with greg nicotero 
which is um, one of the uh, directors and I believe a producer on the show. Um, it, it was it was a short scene. I didn't know it was going to be that short because you're you're, you're they, they have a, they have people that write scripts just for auditions, which is amazing. Yeah. Because they don't want it circulating, uh, you know, outside of the uh, outside of their building. Uh, um, or people getting, you know, like if I'm auditioning for something, there's times where I get the complete script. That's not happening with The Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure if you've seen it, but I get my head blown off yeah. by yeah. by the, uh, the the Hispanic girl, whatever I forgot what her name is. I can't remember her name. Top of the head too. Yeah. But you know, you, you see a simple scene like that yeah. and you think to yourself, well, that, that, that went by rather quickly. I think that scene took four hours to shoot. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And, and there is, there is other parts to it. And, and, and it's all, I think in an effort to, to just, to just kind of throw you off. For example, the alarms are going off in that scene. The alarms weren't going off when I shot it. It's kind of interesting the way that they really keep things tight lip. You know, oh, yeah. um, Gotham was a lot of fun. I had no idea that, um, that, that it was going to be, uh, that it was, it was going to be so big. I mean, I got people out here in New York city just stopping me. It's like, Oh man, you got, you got your head smashed in. Uh, all right, man. <laughs> <laughs> you okay? You okay? Well, you know, uh, the hammer's not okay. I'm okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, how cool is that? That I got the I get a text message, and how, you know, how would you like to play the hammer and and fight Grundy? What do you say to that? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Let's <laughs> just yeah, of course, let's go. I'm the hammer, and I'm going to throw down with Grundy. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> um, so it was very it, it was very exciting. Uh, um, the, the the fight was supposed to be very quickly, and and I think that they, the Everybody, stunt coordinator, everybody got kind of excited about just uh, once you saw the uniform and this thing started just building up, it's like, oh, no, let's just make it bigger and bigger and bigger. Next thing you know, they're smashing my head in. And um, that next thing you know, it's not just a simple hammer. It's a big hammer with 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 dumbbells. I mean, sorry, with uh, with the weights. So I think it I, I think it's so damn cool, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> you saw you saw the fight. I take it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I want me and my wife. We watched Walking Dead in Gotham. Yeah. It's it was good. Okay. So you you just watched it. You didn't know I was gonna be in it. I did not until I saw your highlight on Instagram too. Yeah. And there's these people that that follow these comic book TV shows. It's amazing. They're they're hiding out there. They're yeah. really big fans. Yeah. Um. And I don't even read comic books, but I like watching those type of shows. Right, right. So, uh, anytime, anytime I can do something like that. I mean, are you kidding? You uh, let's go. Yeah, let's throw down. Yeah, I had a a previous guest, Dominic Bogar. He was on um, Arrow, and he was telling me how awesome it was just working on that set. Okay, yeah, I've um, I was submitted to that, but I ha- haven't heard back. That was about a year ago. So yeah. I would love to be on Arrow. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's another great show. And how about uh, yeah, yeah? How about power? Tell us a little bit about that. Power was just amazing experience. I mean, it, it's just this, this guy Joseph Sakura is is amazing to work with. Um, uh, everybody treated me great. I mean, I have to say that up until now, that that was one of the most. Uh, the staff, everybody was just so pleasant to work with and be around. Um, it, it was an amazing, honestly, I auditioned for this, you know, and this is one of those things where you, you have to, I put myself on tape for that. Um, so I'm at the, if you've seen the, you saw the episode. I don't have stars actually. Okay. If you see the episode, it's, it, it's very, there's, it's dark, you know. If you see the show, it's dark, and I had to put my, I had to put myself on tape with my wife, and she's got this little squeaky voice, and you know, there's times where I think to myself, can, can I pull it off? You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 
can I pull it off? I got this little squeaky voice and I'm trying to, uh, you know, be, be aggressive and trying to be mean. And you just never know subconsciously if you let out any, any, any doubt that you're, that you're transforming the room that you're in, that you're transforming. You know, I'm sitting there putting myself on tape and I got play school toys right beneath me over here. I got my little girl's uh, teddy bear to my right. And then I, I got her Barbie house, Barbie house to my left. And then I got my wife behind the camera reading opposite this tough dude. Yeah. And we're about to interact with each other in a very serious scene. And then you go, go. All right, action, go. And I got to transform. Well, not me, but every, everybody that's doing this, right, that, that chooses to do this line of work. I got to transform within seconds the whole room. I got to transform her everything just just you gotta step outside of your your your, your logical reasoning for a minute yeah. there's part of it that i think to myself sometimes I mean, if if you're not slightly crazy you can't do this yeah. <laughs> i know that sounds i know it sounds crazy but it's true so if you're not like 10 percent crazy where you can turn it on yeah. like that it's not going to work for you so anyways i put it on tape then I got to act like I, like I, I get hit, that I got punched and then I get run over by a car and then package that all together, compress it and send it out. And it's like, you think to yourself sometimes did I pull that off. I got the call. I got the call the next day that they said that they got me on hold. Um, it was a very exciting scene where I'm a mouthy, uh, uh, um, uh, underground type drug dealer and I like to like kind of float my weight around and, 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 and I'm, I'm probably not thinking too clearly from time to time because I'm letting my anger get to me and I mouth off to the wrong dude. And then, and that gets back to the wrong dude, to the bigger wrong dude, which is the, which is the Tommy character who's running the, their little cartel at the time. And then he gets pissed off and runs me over <laughs> now. Yeah. Um, and the whole thing, it plays out so beautifully. This guy's playing, uh, uh, um, this guy's playing like a slow jam in the car. I forget what the song is as he's chasing me down, um, and, and getting very, very close to with the car to, to, to me. The whole thing just played so nicely. It is, it is, it's amazing to me how big this show is. I got to admit, I didn't watch it before I, before I shot that. Yeah. And it is, I get stopped every, oh, at, at least once a day. Yeah. And I'm getting marriage proposals for this guy, Joseph Sakura. And I'm <laughs> like, well, I, don't, I mean, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to text him and tell him that you want to marry him? I don't, I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. yeah I've gotten at least three marriage proposals. Do you think some people, th- some people think that TV is real? Uh, I don't know what it is, but th- these people are like, uh, th- they're coming up to me and, and they're referring to him as his TV character. They're saying, oh, yeah. Tommy this, Tommy that. Yeah. Um, I-, I-, I think that maybe some of them, I-, I don't think that they believe it, that they're just so caught in the moment. that, And it- I think it's mostly chicks that are so, uh, uh, <laughs> such big fans of yeah. these people because they're seeing, they're seeing them week in and week out. Um, that that's just what happens. This is this sort of and do you get uh, infatuation? Do you get approached by these women even when you're out there with your wife? Never, never. I've no. never been approached, but with with my wife. Oh, w- once, but it was a dude. It always happens when when I'm alone. Yeah, yeah. Um, what uh? Yeah. What do you think has been your favorite character that you've uh, performed? Um. Yeah, it'd have to be Domingo in power. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you see it, it really, it's, it's, it's a dark dude, and, and I really had to take it there. Um, and, and I don't go, I was telling somebody about this earlier, that I, I go in, like, a method, but I'm, I don't go in, like, Jared Leto, uh, you know, yeah. level, where I'm, I'm sending pigs over and stuff like that. But I go in. I go in, I go in and I, you know, I, I go in dark. I'm pulling in darkness from my past or whatever, I, whatever I can use as a tool. I'm going to use that. Yeah. And then it takes, it's, it takes a toll on your, in your, on your mind where you have to take a minute to just kind of, all right, just reset. So I can see how 
you know, people like Heath Ledger and stuff like that, that had to do that for a lot longer, how that can affect your mental health. And, um, yeah. So I think they, they had a documentary on that whole Heath Ledger, him playing the Joker. Yeah. And it was a little crazy watching it. Yeah. Because you, you have to, you want to be as authentic as possible. Yeah. Considering all the art, art, artificial elements that are surrounding you, yeah. and that's not easy. And the only way to pull that off with sincerity and 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 in a way that's very authentic and natural is to somewhat own it. Yeah, I agree. What uh, what future projects are you looking forward to next? Um. I, uh, I auditioned out of all things. I auditioned today for a commercial with Budweiser, which again, I only auditioned to commercials like once in a blue moon. Cause, <laughs> yeah. um, and there's a, a big, big movie. There's a role in a big movie that I'm being considered for that I can't mention, but let's see. Yeah. Let's see if that one sticks. And that's, that's actually new this week. If that one sticks, it'll be very exciting. Um, so uh, how can the listeners find you? Twitter, Instagram? Instagram is the, be- the best way. Mr. G-Rod, M-R-G-R-O-D. Um, and and um, I, I, my, my Twitter is tied to the, to the Instagram. So Mr. G-Rod, M-R-G-R-O-D. All right. Is there uh, anything else you want to tell the listeners before we end this? No, just, you know, as far as the folks that are that are either chasing this as, as a dream or anything else. Just do the self analysis, determine whether it is your passion. If you're in your early twenties, hell you, you got a lot of time to make mistakes. If you're a little in your upper twenties and your thirties, figure out, make the determination, do the self analysis and don't stop. Believe it's just a matter with, with, with what you're chasing with your passion. It's a matter of removing the self doubt within you. Forget everything, everybody else. Remove that self-doubt within you, and it'll all play out. It'll all work out. That's great. All right, well, I want to thank you for coming on, and I hope you come back on again. Yeah, pleasure speaking with you. Glad that we made it work. All right. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles. Follow them on Twitter at the MCC Podcast. We'll catch you next time.